Fab Project family, I hope you guys are doing well today. I want to give you guys a quick piece of fitness equipment lifting history. The hip circle that you see before you is actually the first hip circle ever. All right, there were no booty bands before the hip circle, which is pretty interesting. That's why you see it in gyms like The Rock. We've seen Kim K using it on Instagram. It is the OG. But that's also why we have the slingshots, gangster wraps, knee sleeves, elbow sleeves, everything that you're going to need in the gym so that you can protect yourself before you wreck yourself. So, Andrew, you tell the people how to get it. Yes, that's over at markbellslingshot.com. And at checkout, enter promo code POWERPROJECT10 to save 10% off your entire order. Uh, links to them down in the description as well as the podcast show notes. Are we going? Yeah, we're going. Hey. Hold on, let me show the people. Wait a second, there you go. Just gotta, you know, fix these chapped lips. <laughs> You're saying, Mark, I that. don't really like when you give me a dry smooch <laughs> as much as when it's like a moisture smooch. Yeah, that's why I'm putting this on, man. Thank you, I appreciate it. You're the moisturizer. No one likes dry, cracked lips. Yeah, it's not good. That's not fun to, you know, that's not, that's not fun that's to look w- at. That's the worst when your lips get chapped. Because then you keep like kind of messing uh-huh. with them, you know, and then you're really screwed. Yes. I never use chapstick just for that reason because I don't want to get into the, the habit. I don't want to get, yeah, I don't want to get into that whole thing. Wait, you you don't you never use chapstick? I never use it. Yeah. Wait, so <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Do you ever have dry lips? No. And Seema, ask me if I use chapstick. Andrew, do you use chapstick? Fuck no. <laughs> well, no, this isn't necessarily even chapstick. It's aqua. It's a bad habit, bro. <laughs> That's a. That's why this is an intervention right here. No, no, this isn't chapstick. It's Aquaphor. It's a. It's a lip repair. It's more like um lotion. More like Vaseline. Ah, right. Even better. Okay, (laughs) let's just rewind all of this, okay? Because we have to go back to the base. We're going to come to back to the chapstick thing. But I've talked to both of you guys Mm -hmm. about moisturizing in general, (laughs) and how maybe it's going to be a good idea because for some reason you never know. People see black people and they're like, oh, why is their skin so shiny and why do they look so good at 40, 45? Moisturizing. It's because the men and the women no, moisturize. No, no. Women, yes. white women and like Latina women, they moisturize. Genetics. No, that's not true. <laughs> white and Latina women moisturize, but for some reason, Will you the guys, the men, don't think you need to use lotion. Will the moisturizer help my ass get in the NBA? <laughs> Even the way you said that, you tried to add some fire. You're like, well, they have my ass against the NBA. <laughs> no, no, Mark, it won't. Oh. But it's, what it will do is it'll it's help, help you. with my layup. It's not going to help with my dunk, though. <laughs> yeah. It might help you be a little bit more slippery on defense. I mean, being go. real, it, it might help your like your chest bounce pass. Yeah. <laughs> hey, from the fifties. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, watching the old school basketball, oh, yeah. that, that's some so of the good. funniest shit when oh, those guys incredible. are passing the ball around, especially when they're shooting threes. It's, it's called like, fundamentals. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pass it like four times before the guy shoots it or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. But wait, have you, so wait, after our last conversation months ago, it was sometime last year, have you guys been using lotion? Or? I use some lotion here and there. There we go. Because like certain times of year, my legs would get real dry. Mm-hmm. It's real cold out and all staticky and weird. Yeah. And dry? Yeah. yeah. I gotta use it then. Do you use um any face cream? I don't. You don't? No. You, well you actually like, you know, you have been looking better just because you've been getting in better shape. Um mm-hmm. and people have been noticing you are reversing your age, but man, a little bit of a little bit of face cream. Mm. That go a long way. Washing the face. That's a thing. Like people have different soap for their face than they do mm-hmm. for the rest of their body. I do have a different soap yeah. for my face. It makes sense. Yeah. But then, like, what's the soap that you use? You know what I found out yesterday? Well, <laughs> it's not really just yesterday. I kind of known this for a while, but I don't really understand why this is. And I don't know if, 
if this happens to other people. Uh-huh. But, dude, I get really fucking dirty. Like, I actually get dirty. Like, I'm like Pigpen from uh, whatever that cartoon is. What's the fuck? Is that Charlie Brown? <laughs> Andrew, who is this? Dude, I get fucking, I get like actually dirty, like a, like a little kid playing in dirt. And what I, do you mean? Like, I'm in what context? Context? When? So if I take you. like, if I take like dude wipes and wipe myself down, they're dark. Yeah. Like I, after I worked out and stuff. Yeah, after you work out. Because you're running, running you're running outside, God, so. This fucking thing is like deep in here. Oh, you know. Oh, you're trying to get the scooper out of there? Yeah, dude. That's going to be rough sometimes. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it is because I'm running outside or something. I don't know. I mean, in the gym, I'm getting dirty now, too. There he is. Look how dirty that motherfucker is. (laughs) (laughs) That's me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is you, dude. That really is you sometimes. That's totally me. But you know what's funny? You still don't stink, though. That's the thing. Even Mm -hmm. though your nickname is Smelly, you don't smell. I'm never (laughs) self-conscious. I've never been around you and be like, Mark smells. Like, that's never been a thing. And you say that, you don't always wear deodorant, right? Or do you? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't always need it. It's just wild. Mm. I, I wonder because if I don't use deodorant, bro, I'm a I'm a wreck to be around. You don't want to be around me if I haven't used deodorant. It's bad when shit goes south, though. Huh? Like when shit goes sour, you like can't come back. So for me, if I if I sweat and then I like do something else for a little while and then I sweat again, Ooh. that's when shit gets real ripe. Shit mm. gets gamey, as Howard Stern would say. Mm. <laughs> gets gamey down there. Yeah. You know, mm. there's some people that <laughs> some people I don't know what they call them if they're naturalists or whatever, but they don't believe that you should be using soap every time you shower because apparently it like messes with your microbiome that's on your skin. Like you do have good yeah. things that are on your skin, so right. it, it may be something to evaluate not using crazy soap right. all the time because like you can overwash and that can give you skin problems. I try to buy um, the hippie soap. I don't know how much of a difference it makes. What's the hippie soap? Uh, it just doesn't have like parabens in it and mm-hmm. some Same of the here. other stuff. I started doing that a couple of years ago. I, again, I don't know if it makes that big of a difference. I'm After sure. you told me about native deodorant, I mean, I, I got yeah. native deodorant and okay, I use the charcoal. Yep, I changed the deodorant I years it's ago. It's got to be the charcoal. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't want to talk about. Well, I'll say this, like the charcoal native deodorant, it's the only one that number one actually worked well for mm. me because there are the deodorants. I would use it and I'm be like, I still fucking smell. But their charcoal one, and it doesn't have the parabens or phthalates or phthalates, whatever. Phthalates. Um, phthalates, yeah. It, it works. It works. And I don't um, – I used to use Old Spice and sometimes I would get like uh, – like uh, it would burn. You know, oh, I'd have yeah. a bad reaction to the Old Spice. So then I couldn't even wear deodorant for a cook. few days yeah. because my armpits would yeah, be on fire. Yeah, rashes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not with this shit. So yeah. that's cool. The uh, I have some soap that doesn't even have like smell to it and Quinn's always like – how, why do you have odorless soap? I'm like, because I don't think any, I don't think like, I don't have hair. You know, she's got like long hair. So yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. it's diff- totally different for a chick, but I don't have anything for like the smell to really attach to anyway. Uh, so as long as I just. Of body hair and shit. As long as I don't stink. Hey, I got some body hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As long as I just don't stink. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. we're good to go. You know, there are, there is an aspect though that does make me wonder because I'm. Um, uh, I'm gonna have you guys wipe yourselves down with these dude wipes. We're gonna run. We're gonna run a test. <laughs> I'm, I'm, much, I'm, I'm curious. After like at the end of the day, let's see. My what shit look gets like. like dirty. I'm like, why the fuck am I actually? I understand I'm sweaty, but like, why am I dirty? dirty. What kind of deodorant do you use? Andrew? I use Native now. Use Native. Yeah. What did you use before? I think you used Old Spice too. Yeah. So I mean, like, yeah, back those in, commercials were dope. That's yeah, why. Back look in at the your day, man. I now did. back to me. Now back to your man. Now back to me. Right. Sadly, he isn't me. I memorized this commercial <laughs> in high school because yeah. Were you ever that guy for Halloween? Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> in high school, I did it. Remember the commercial Mustafa. with uh, Ray Lewis too? Remember those commercials? Where he was just like, like tackle people. No, 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 no. Oh, that's like a different. ESPN. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no. Uh, Old Spice has really random things. Like Ray Lewis was on like a rocket or something. It's like somebody's like high as fuck. Whoever uh, wrote some of those commercials back in the day. And that's funny as fuck because Ray, Ray Lewis is like one of the most serious motherfuckers. Yeah, right. Like, he is not a guy who you want to meet in a dark alley. <laughs> 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 not Ray Lewis. Definitely on my old line though. <laughs> I'll tell you guys what we're talking about in a second, but it's pretty funny. Yeah, it was Old Spice for a long time, but it, it would burn, and, but I just would power through it just yeah. because I'm like, oh, this smells good. Like one chick complimented on how good it smells or something. So I stuck with it, yeah. which is why we do everything we've ever done, still do. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I did eventually try switching to, um, it was like, it was labeled as like a natural deodorant, like didn't have this or that. Mm-hmm. But then when I like look at the, ingredients which is weird that deodorant has ingredients there's even some that say that they're gluten-free which is fucking wild but it it showed that it had like i forgot what it might have been aluminum or something in it oh, and i'm like good. this is bullshit yeah so then i switched to native recently and yeah i noticed that the charcoal one works quite a bit better i don't know what it is but it just seems like uh, that's the one that's ca- always sold out yeah yeah um because we just got a bunch of them it was like a buy one get one type of deal so we got just like a couple different ones to see what they what they were like, and my wife and my daughter got theirs, and so like I ran out, so I tried theirs, and I'm like, ah, this just smells good, like it doesn't work on me very well. Mm. But yeah, you know, with that being said, uh, for all the men in the audience, <laughs> kind of rewinding, y'all moisturize? Do do you guys believe in moisturizing or not? You motherfuckers wash your face. <laughs> <laughs> you wash your face, Mark. I'm telling you, man, just start start. I wash my face, but I don't like independently wash my face. You no. know, like yeah. my wife is always like messing around with that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, maybe I need to just write down a routine for you, like because my shit, my shit is not wild. We need a skincare routine, you know, because when you're 60, man, I want you looking like you're 45. And Andrew, when you're 60, I want you looking like you're 30 because you got that Latino in you, I'll so be it should right. be possible. Um, I use the same soap, same like washcloth or whatever for my face as I do my balls. Like, do you it's guys, all uh, just one motion. Do you guys use loofahs? What do you use? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I use a loofah. You use a loofah? Mine's like a use? like a hand mitt. So like one side it's soft, ah, the other side is like gritty. Like so, like for- you know, there there. I think we talked about it on the show before, but there was like a breakthrough commercial years ago that made men wear the, use a loofah. Because men, men thought using a loofah was like too feminine. It was like a really. A, I think it might have been a big uh, like football player, Craig Craig Hayward, he Craig it, Ironhead Hayward, big, it, a big ass uh, running back. Called it a lather thingy. Yeah, I remember. Hey Ironhead, what's up with that thingy? And he like dangled it in the air. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I, I'm I may be tough, but I'm not too tough to use this or whatever. Changed yeah. it all. Yeah, you know, changed but it all. One thing that I think is a. Uh, underestimated and and women i'm curious also your thoughts on this for all for like the 20 women that are listening right now yeah, that's, a lot. <laughs> what that's a lot um yeah. but what are your thoughts comment either in the live or in the comment section below but when i was single in 2021 2021 right you know i was uh just you know uh, I was messing around with some things. So like as, as I started like messing around with certain scents, one thing that I noticed is like whenever I'd go on a date or something, the woman would be like, oh, my God, you smell so good. And I was mm. like, hmm, smell. You're paying a lot of attention to smell. So I didn't go crazy with the cologne or anything, but I was just like, the smell thing, the mm. smell thing's an important factor, right? So, I mean, you've been married for years. You know, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Andy's going <laughs> to be there. But I'm curious – 
you know, because like, because my my girlfriend loves the smell of stuff. So I'm like, hmm, let me use this to my advantage. Mm-hmm. Do you guys use smell to your advantage? Do your ladies care much about that or not really? <laughs> Andy doesn't care about much. <laughs> uh, that's probably why I'm married to her. <laughs> that's good. She's always DTF. Oh, that's, nice. that's good. That's, that's good. Important. But. Yeah, no, she doesn't care like body weight stuff. Like she doesn't care. Like she was with you at three thirty. I've never heard her say anything about like a smell or yeah anything in particular. I do try to be clean. You know, I mean, I like I come home from the gym, I take a shower right away and stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah, like I pay attention to that kind of stuff. I think I have like decent hygiene. Mm. Um, Yeah, I mean, just try not to be disgusting. Try not to gross her out is kind of my goal. That's been hard, but yeah, no. uh, (laughs) Stephanie will like. (laughs) <laughs> she'll just grab like one of my sweaters that I was wearing oh, yeah. and she'll be like oh my god you smell so good yeah. but like I don't do anything mm-hmm. like I yeah I shower but like I don't put I don't have any cologne if you yeah. did that with her clothes you'd be a creep yeah <laughs> she'd well, be like what are you doing <laughs> well mainly because it would just be her underwear it wouldn't be like yeah, you have a, you're like wearing it on your head <laughs> during a family <laughs> during a family gathering <laughs> Using it like smelling salts. Like, What's hey, wrong with smelling her underwear every now and then? I like the scent. If you guys don't like it, there's the door. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Have you? Th- I mean, I just thought about now since you said that because like Andy probably likes wearing your sweaters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get my clothes stolen all the time. Yeah, I always see her time. walking around my shirts and shit. But I'm like, what if I just decided to wear your fucking underwear? Well, how would you <laughs> feel about that? Huh? Can I just put on your thong and I? <laughs> would that be okay? They no. probably would dig it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I don't know. She probably would dig it. I'll put it on my face before I put it on my ass. Though. Mm-hmm. Then you're, <laughs> then you're gonna be screwed. You're gonna have to wear it all the time. <laughs> like I liked oh. you. She's gonna be like, I liked you better when you didn't have panty lines. Right. <laughs> she's gonna be like, well, this is makes things easier because now we can just shop for one pair, like one style, and that's for <laughs> yeah. both of us. That's gonna share community. Yo. I'll tell you. I was telling you guys the other day about the tan line thing. Oh, yeah. How for some reason, and Andrew, I think you and I are the same mm-hmm. wavelength in this. Mm-hmm. I don't get why the fuck I find tan lines so, like, hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. If you didn't see any tan lines, would you be like, hey, I don't know about no, this girl. She's a little too much. Adds, so, like, the way. <laughs> Is right, she a what stripper? did I say? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But the way I said it, it was like, um, what did I say? I called it something that was like painted on lingerie almost. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, yeah. like, you're. you're maybe not supposed to see but it's like you are seeing it it's uh-huh. like oh there's some more mystery there <laughs> I, saw, I, I, I told my girl about it I was like I don't know why but I find tan lines so hot like I mean you're hot either way but like tan lines for some reason they add something mm-hmm. and she, when she got a tan I'm just like oh <laughs> <laughs> paralyzed <laughs> I was, my knees just went <laughs> there's nothing better than like when you do tell your girl something and then they'll just like oh okay and like they do I'm like oh <laughs> I wasn't even trying to get I wasn't saying this so I could get her to go out in the right. sun and get some but she did and my knees were weak mm-hmm. and now I'm 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 just I'm dead man. <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking dead. Can't oh, concentrate on anything. Nothing. Dude, you got that video TD. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You guys Our it. boy TD is the best. If you guys didn't see the episode with TD, um he's amazing. But this but me how the fuck <laughs> This video has Instagram. I don't even know what this one's about. But yeah. I'm gonna, let's click back and see me you're going to have to read it off. He my life is a big black power lifter. And the music is funny. The Bears could use you on the O-line. 
fuck that taser. I'd shoot your big ass. <laughs> Can you bench press me? From a blonde girl. <laughs> uh, wouldn't want to meet you in a dark alley. I have. S- <laughs> okay, so the first and the last I have heard that before. Wouldn't want to meet you in a dark alley. <laughs> and we'd love you on our football team. The Chiefs need you this year. <laughs> I heard that shit. It's just so funny. And it's just funny that, like, he's heard it, too. And when mm-hmm. I go through the comments, like, there are other guys that are like, dog, I hear this weekly. Mm-hmm. It's oh. so, we're not making this shit up. It's just funny. It's funny. Yeah, you guys got to go follow at TD Smash. Follow him. Our boy, That's TD. our boy. Yeah, he's, he's cool as fuck. Mm. He had an injury recently, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. his knee or something, right? Well, but then he's, like, back to, like, doing squats again. Like, it looks like he's doing pretty damn good. Yeah. He had an 800. He ended up failing it. Mm-hmm. The, the the way he dropped the bar was wild. But he's back to squatting. Mm-hmm. So I guess that injury didn't last because... I think... Wasn't it an upper... I think it was a pec thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so that's why he's been squatting with the safety bar or safety squat bar. Yeah. Dude, what is he doing? He's a Just bench guy. So he all of a sudden going crazy. He, that's what he said. He wants to be a full power. Yeah. No, he has. A, world he has. Holder. He already has a crazy total. Yeah, his total's wild. And I didn't know that. Is it like twenty three something? Yeah. Let's see if it uh, yeah. doesn't say. But uh, yeah, the dude's awesome. He's a he's an awesome dude and also a great powerlifter. Like his like that his. You got to check out that episode because his personality is mm-hmm. magnetic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He he can he can talk about anything. He's just a he's a wonderful guy. I love that dude. So please, guys, go check out his Instagram. Go check out that podcast episode we did with him. I saw him uh, in Columbus, and it was before we did the podcast, and we just kind of went on a walk. And he's like, "You're walking kind of fast." It's <laughs> 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 like it's gonna be it's gonna be okay. We'll, yeah. get, we'll get through this together, buddy. Yeah, it looks like an upper body injury. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. apparently julius maddox attempted um uh he attempted 800 but was it an 800 bench recently and he, he ended up failing it but it, it was hip i think and then he did he like 790 it. or something right did he i think he completed one of them probably 790 pretty like a pretty huge bench and i think it might be the all-time world record he just keeps breaking his own <laughs> record there's been a couple guys putting up close to those numbers but Nobody in competition, I don't think. Mm-hmm. No one official, and that's kind of really what matters. I saw a bodybuilder the other day do. Somebody sent me a video. A guy squatted three hundred kilos, six sixty one for ten reps. <sighs> These bodybuilders, man, they got that rep strength. Isn't like, that they can crazy? Just rep things out, yeah. Bumstead's very strong too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I think I saw him deadlifting six seventy five for maybe a shit. Maybe he did for like eight or ten reps or something like that. It was wild. You said it was a deadlift or? Yeah, deadlift. I'm not surprised. Bodybuilders have the ability, like their one rep map strength is still strong, but their ability to push out high reps of things because they're bodybuilders, they have Mm. great ability where. 700 for four reps. What? (laughs) Dude. Did you see on um, Tiny Tiff's page, she posted this 12-year-old girl that deadlifted 250? Yeah. Yeah. At like 100 and something pounds? Yeah. People like, man. Dog. We got a kid in here that deadlifted 755. He's 19. What is going on? There's a 19 year old kid in here. There's a pause. 16 year old kid. Did pause, pause. He's day. 19 and he deadlifted my my best deadlift. Yeah, yeah. Dog, fuck you. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. He's That's in, amazing. He's in like he's in really good shape, you yeah. know, but he's not like, you know, he's not real big. I mean, he has muscle on him. He's big, yeah. big for his age for sure. Uh, but you're not like, man, what is that guy? You know, it's not like. When you see him, you're not like, oh, my God, what's that dude lift? Yeah. So 250 
at 12 years old, 105 pounds. Dog. It's, this is the cool thing about social media, man, is that because people, we've talked about this, people see these wild things happening earlier and earlier and earlier. Mm-hmm. And it used to be, six years ago, it used to be a 700-pound deadlift or seven years ago, a 700-pound deadlift. That's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Now that's commonplace. Like, you're oh, yeah. not deadlift, like you're deadlifting 700? No, well, I know a few other hundred people that can <laughs> right. deadlift 700. Get to 800, bro, then you're strong, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's really cool that people are hitting these things earlier and earlier and earlier and setting these standards. It's fucking dope. There's a kid in here the other day. He's 16, and I saw him like he was doing 405 for reps on deadlift. Um, looks like he benches pretty good and stuff too. But then when he was squatting, he went up to like 275. Uh, you guys might have saw him in the gym. He mm-hmm. was just randomly in the gym, like kind of during the day. Mm-hmm. He went up to 275 and he's doing reps and he's on the slant board. It's fucking Theo Vaughn. And I'm just like, what the fuck? What happened? This is him deadlifting. Pretty sure this is the kid you're talking about. I thought he said Theo Vaughn. Does he look like Theo Vaughn or something? <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. he's such a cool kid. He like didn't even know Whoa. who Theo Vaughn was. But then he searched for him. He's like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> like He thought it was funny too. But Whoa. yeah, 16 years old. <laughs> this is so awesome, man. Like when... Uh, I I, and I just think he like doesn't kind of know because mm-hmm. like the slant board with two seventy five is heavy as that. fuck. The speed, he's sixteen, yeah. yeah. And his position, does yeah. he play a sport? He plays football, but oh, he doesn't. Oh really man, he likes it, but he's just like whatever. He just likes to lift. <laughs> Dude, this is so cool. You know what, um, man? Like this is what I'm saying. The education behind lifting is so much better now. Because when I was a teenager, when I was 16, I didn't know shit about powerlifting. I just knew bodybuilding, just reps on reps on yeah. reps, leg press, right. you know, machines, dumbbells. But if I knew about that when I was younger, it it, it would have been so cool. So it's so cool seeing a 16 year old do that. That's shit. amazing. You know, it's you just, nuts. Just having the knowledge that a bench squat and deadlift is just a good idea. You know, in general, like a lot of people don't really. A lot of people don't really experiment with those exercises. They are kind of known as like kind of being dangerous. Bench mm-hmm. press, people are like, I'm going to hurt my shoulder, uh, hurts my elbow. And sometimes it does. But I think when something does hurt, I think it's a good idea to try to examine why it hurts and start to try to figure it out. And then if you can't do the actual exercise, there's plenty of alternatives. Like if you can do dumbbell bench press, there's probably not a lot of reasons to fight uh, tooth and nail and to try to do all this rehab stuff just to get on a regular bench unless you just really desire to bench with a barbell or if you're going to compete, uh, then it would make sense. And same thing with squats. Like find a variation of a squat that you can do. I've always been a huge proponent of box squats and I wanted to bring some squats back into my training. And so uh, just yesterday I started doing some box squats again. The same Three, guy? 355, three by five. Yeah, man. Six saying he had old. a bad day. Like, get out of here. But this this is the cool thing. Cause, it's amazing. Uh, as of recent, we've been talking about, um, you know, not doing stuff like this as often. But within him, he's a, he's an athlete. Mm-hmm. Like, he's doing football. He's doing things mm-hmm. that are having you move, run, right. jump. And he's doing this, too. That's that's where I think there's a complete thing. Because when somebody then goes down the rabbit hole of powerlifting really deep, and I get it. With, if, you're, if you're an athlete within the sport, you got to go deep within mm-hmm. it, right? But when that's the only thing a person does, then it closes their body off from being able to do a lot of other things, which is what I'm like, what, the kind of stuff I'm focused on. I'm like, I want 
all of these ranges of motion and all of these ranges of movement mm-hmm. while also being strong. He's doing it. Yeah. You know, and I think like kids can cement this at a young age. That's good. That's fucking awesome. They're going to be mutants in their 20s. In powerlifting, I don't really know if you end up like absorbing forces, you know, in Olympic lifting, you kind you do, you know, you pick the weight up and then you get underneath it and you end up with, you know, forgive me if this is not actually correct scientifically, but you end up with almost like a plyometric effect. You know, you lift the weight up, you dive underneath it. And because you dove underneath it, now you catch it. And now you have to kind of deal with those forces. Whereas powerlifting, you know, you pick up a weight and even if you kind of like dive bomb a squat and stuff like that, it's a little different. I guess you are kind of absorbing the forces because you do have that eccentric component to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's way different than weightlifting because weightlifting, you get like a little bit disconnected from the weight. The weight's actually floating in the air momentarily. Yes. And you're you're like actively getting yourself under the weight in the case of a snatch or a clean. And you're actually moving kind of freely without the weight. You're like unloaded from it for a moment. Mm-hmm. And then that 250 pounds or whatever the weight is that you have on the bar all of a sudden connects back to you again. And you have to absorb those forces. And so many sports are about absorbing force. When you go to catch a ball and you're running over the middle in football, somebody's going somebody's gonna to smash you right there. When, as soon as you catch the ball, somebody's going to hit you. Yeah. In so many other sports – it's you know there are sports where you're not absorbing other people's forces but even in something like tennis you are trying to predict where the ball is going from the other person that hit it and you have to you know change direct like you hit one and then they, you got to fucking try to figure out how to redirect your body and go get the other one we don't have that much of that kind of stuff in the gym yeah this is specifically with powerlifting and the, the other aspect with olympic lifting it's also the throwing action of the weight like when you're doing a snatch or you're doing a clean like i mean i guess you get some of that when you deadlift but with a with a clean especially you are throwing that weight mm. up you know, like cuz like especially when it's heavy weight you're not going to be able to it's not like if you throw it as strong as you can um, it's not like the weight's going to really move. So you do have to have the ability to get that weight and then move underneath it. So you're not only having to catch the weight at the bottom, you're also having to throw the weight from when, you, when it comes off the ground, which is another component that you don't get if you're only sticking to SBD. Um, but it's funny you bring up tennis because we played tennis the other day. There's some tennis courts by my place and uh, my girl has some rackets in her trunk. So we just went over and we played some tennis and it was like the, you know, the reflex thing that we were talking about, yeah. the lateral moving back Yeah, and no forth. reflexes in the gym, hardly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a fun thing. We weren't trying to be super competitive with it. We were just trying to volley back and forth. But, you know. Just get it over the goddamn net. <laughs> get it over the net. <laughs> That's, That's not making a lot of rules. Like, right? let's just get it over the net. Get it over, get over the net without launching it over the fence. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> Which did happen a few times. <laughs> it, always. And, and uh, it can bounce a couple times. Like, it's not a big yeah, deal. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, two, two, three times. <laughs> nah, whatever. Yeah. Fucking Serena Williams over <laughs> here. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. But yeah, uh, go follow Wyatt. So it's W-Y-A-T-T underscore underscore P-Lifter. That's our dude, Wyatt. And before we get to the the diet thing, do you guys know if Brandon Sullivan did, was he able to do that? I think he was trying to. Our boy Sully? Yeah, no, Brandon Sullivan. His brother. No, oh, is that? No, 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 no. Joe Sullivan. Oh, Joe Sullivan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did he go for that squat? There's a lot of Sullivans. (laughs) The 500 squat? Yeah, he was trying to do... um, yeah, God, Tom Platts. Tom Platts. He was trying to squat. I don't yeah. know if it was 500 or 520 for like 20 or 30 reps. He must have kind of gone for that 
already, I think. Yeah. Did he get it? He was saying it was like a week away, and then I didn't hear anything about it. Um, I don't see anything on his IG. I just see like a giveaway. Let's see. Hold on. He's trying to do. He's trying to do what? Uh, five hundred for twenty something reps. Ooh. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see if I can text him. That'll work. Uh, Yo, Joe, did you hit that squat? <laughs> I'm trying to find. Oh yeah, here it. Is. Well, he didn't next week. The, mm-hmm. Okay, so he was trying. Maybe he has to, a week off and then pre- and then prepping for it. Yeah, five twenty five for twenty three is Man. the record, and that's what he's trying to surpass. Holy shit! What a stud muffin! Yeah, man, mm-hmm. that's Joe's a squat god, man. He's a fucking squad god. Um, but yeah, maybe he's doing a deload before he hits it up. You know, I'm running into like more and more people that are that are uh, like getting it, getting into like lifting. And I've been running into more people recently. And I think I might have mentioned this on another show where there's a lot of younger folks who are like doing a good job of like losing weight. They're doing a good job of being conscious of the food that maybe they were eating for a while that they maybe previously weren't paying attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe they got into a routine where they did play video games. They were inside a bunch. Um, but I think some of these, a lot of teenage kids are like now finding the gym. There's so many resources online. And uh, you got, you know, like the Paul brothers, like how many followers do those guys have on YouTube? Yeah. They're both in shape, you Great know. Shape. Um, I know that sometimes people, uh, what is it, Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast, um, he talks about fitness. He's not like a big fitness guy, but he talks about fitness. He talks about like healthier eating. And I think uh, the more that these influences start kind of going down that rabbit hole, uh, the better off we'll be. And then you hear, you know, Tom Segura, Burt Kreischer, you're hearing these comedians. Um, you're hearing Joe, Joe Rogan is like the, the king of it. I mean, he's brought so much to the forefront in terms of uh, nutrition and training and, and hopefully that trend just keeps continuing so it can keep helping uh, people get into the gym but powerlifting is like it's something that kind of goes up and down has little peaks and valleys here and there mm-hmm. when I was young and the gyms that I went to it was pretty popular but it wasn't like a pop culture thing yeah um, maybe five to eight years ago it caught on pretty pretty strongly yeah might be as strongly as it ever catches on <clears throat> Um, but what I think is important just to share is just the power of those movements, a bench press, a squat, a deadlift doesn't have to be that exact movement, any variation of that. You can Mm -hmm. have a trap bar deadlift. You can do partial range of motion deadlifts. Um, you can do variations of a squat, any type of squat. Uh, I like a lot of the information that Joel Seedman is pumping out. I don't see any reason why people can't do partial range of motion squats, or box squats if they have limitations or they have pain. Yeah. And then same thing with bench pressing. Bench press with a slingshot. Or if you're like, man, I for some reason I can only do incline. Go ahead and do incline. Mm-hmm. If you can only do dumbbells, go ahead and do dumbbells. Uh, you know, I, but I think the key thing to those lifts is the fact that you can use normally you can use a good amount of weight on those lifts. Yes. And you because you can use a good amount of weight on those lifts, it gives you an opportunity to kind of overload the body and to send the body the message of, hey. We need more muscle mass for this. Mm-hmm. You know, when I sometimes talk about powerlifting, I, I feel as if some people think I'm shitting on powerlifting, and I'm not because if somebody goes too far down with jujitsu, 
let's say, right, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and they don't do any strength training, but they just like jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu. That's the only thing I do, right? Mm-hmm. Then they're going to end up becoming this pliable martial artist person who has some good isometric strength. But I see a lot of people that do purely jiu-jitsu get injured a lot because they mm-hmm. lack strength in other areas. So their joints aren't as strong as they could be. So they're, they would actually have a lot of benefit of doing some training in the gym. People that go too, too deep down the rabbit hole of bodybuilding, just pure bodybuilding, bodybuilding, bodybuilding. Well, a lot of those individuals not only go down that road, they move really stiff ways. Mm -hmm. They look really good, but then they can't bend down to tie their shoes. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of dysfunction. So what what the awesome thing is that we're talking about is that you can do powerlifting. You can do bodybuilding. You can do jujitsu. You can do any sport, but the gym can help balance things out for you and help balance out your body and help balance out your movement, right? With anything, you can go compete in powerlifting, but you can also move really well. You can be mobile um, and you could, you could have, you can have strength in different areas. Um, that's, I think that's what we're seeing a lot of. Cause when I look at a lot of now top powerlifters or people that are getting into powerlifting, they're not just doing powerlifting. They're doing some other things along with that to deal with deficiencies that happen when you only focus on the sport. I also don't see anything wrong with like just doing the lift just to get the exercise. You know, I did uh, 10 sets of two reps with uh, 225 pounds. So it wasn't like – and I was a squat. It wasn't like I was some earth-shattering weights that I was moving around. Mm -hmm. It just felt good. Rest intervals in between were short. Um, It just felt like a really good training session. It felt like a worthy thing for my legs. Woke up today. My legs were like a little bit sore. Uh, Nothing too crazy, but – uh, I don't think you need, even need a lot of weight. I think it's just like check in on these exercises, mess around with them a little bit. Uh, again, if, uh, I hear so many people, they'll they'll say that they hurt their back or, or something like that. And I would just say, does 135 hurt your back? Does 95 hurt your back? Because it's not necessarily – I'm not talking about like just doing the lift just to get the benefit of doing the lift. I'm talking about the exercise of it. Mm. It's a hip hinge. It's a squat. Right, you got You have a deadlift, which is a hip hinge. You have a squat, which is really good for your hips, and then you have some sort of range of motion type thing for the upper body. Now you could do dips and push ups and other things other than bench press, but uh, it seems like a pretty good one to me, and it kind of works the whole body as well. And so, it's not really just that you're doing the exercise. It's not just for the overload, but it also is to get the benefit of just moving around like that. And I think that you should be a proficient in that. Yeah. Are you going to say something, Andrew? Uh, well, uh, yeah, sure. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I, 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 so you, maybe you guys can tell me if I'm like way off base here, mainly because I, I haven't really been in the world of powerlifting for very long. It's been a blink of an eye. But what I see is it's almost like powerlifters kind of do things backwards. Um, what I mean is like they'll go for a heavy squat. Uh, they'll work their way up to their working sets or work, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, they go do the accessories. Yes. And, you know, when it comes to, you know, these accessories, it's almost like they don't care. Like all they care about is squat bench dead. Yeah. So they work their way up to their heavy set and then they kind of go do the other shit. And we all know that, like, as energy levels go, uh, they don't take them as serious. Yeah. You know, okay. So I always think like, I feel like they're doing it backwards because if they got in a lot of the accessory work, yeah, they'd be fatigued. They'd be beaten down pretty bad when it comes to their actual main movement of the day. But in my head, I'm like, well, if you're kind of, if you're trying to be as strong as possible, you know, you're kind of going to be the sum of all the parts when you, 
when you are working these accessory movements. Mm. And then on meat day, when you don't have to mess with the accessories, now you're even stronger because you're only going to do the big main movement. Um, I just think maybe people would be able to move a little bit better and they'd find that maybe they'd be a little bit stronger. And I know it's taking energy away from the main lift from that training day. But I think overall, the volume that you get in, and sure, you're going to take a plate off the bar, but maybe you know you'll you you won't get as hurt your range of motion might be a lot better uh-huh. and you'll be able to do it a lot longer i've done a lot of stuff like that in my training you know mm. where we'll do like a whole back workout and then finish off with like a deadlift yeah um i've done a bunch of stuff uh, for upper body you know where again i might be kind of working more the back of my body and and the lats and stuff like that and then i might go on to like bench press um some of you know some of the heavier lifts uh when you do you know five sets of five or something like that, and you have seventy percent of your max let's just say um th- that's pretty significant it's mm-hmm. just a pretty significant amount of weight so you can't it's it would be difficult to uh get a similar working load from some other assistance exercises that aren't maybe as valuable. Mm. Uh, but there's a lot of assistance exercises that you can choose that are really valuable. Like anything with a barbell, it's going to be really valuable. And I'm not saying that like a tricep push down or lat pull down is completely useless, but <laughs> they're kind of no, they're, yeah. they're, they're just not they're just not great movements. They might add to hypertrophy, and hypertrophy might add to uh, you having a bigger muscle, and bigger muscle might be a stronger muscle because you just have better leverage. Mm. So there's there are some things like that, but. Um, when I'm talking about powerlifting kind of more from from like now times rather than me talking about like my powerlifting career, I'm not talking about people powerlifting to be powerlifters. Mm-hmm. And I'm also not talking about powerlifting as a sport. I'm just talking about the three lifts that comprise, mm-hmm. that make up powerlifting and yes. how I just think it's a good idea for anybody to implement them and implement them whatever way that you want. And I think that... Uh, what you're laying out is actually a really good idea. Like, why not do some hamstring curls? Mm. And uh, why not drag a sled for 20 minutes and then hit your deadlift? Like, um, I think it's a good idea to get some of those assistance exercises in. It just kind of acts as like a warm-up. And if you go into something a little bit fatigued, um, you know, that it can be a good thing. I would just say maybe you want to, you know, switch it up a little bit here and there so that way you can kind of see – where you're, uh, if you like to lift heavy, where your real deadlift is at occasionally. And Andrew, I actually really like where that logic is because, mm-hmm. you know, we think of things like the wedding warm up. Mm-hmm. You know, that wedding's warm up will, for some people, will be a fucking workout. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's a lot of reps to drive a lot of yeah. blood into specific muscle groups that you're mm-hmm. about to work in that day. Um, but I, 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 you know, most powerlifters are, or, or, yeah, most powerlifters who are competing in the sport, when they think about that, they're like, well, I want exactly like you said, you know, I want all of my energy mm-hmm. ready to hit this lift for my top set, whatever that top set is. Um, and I don't want to be tired uh, by doing a bunch of accessory work beforehand. But I think there's a really cool middle ground with what you mentioned there. For example, if a lifter is going to be doing a bench press day where they're working up to a triple or a double or whatever that is, maybe they have some accessories that are like some dumbbell bench or whatever. But potentially, maybe you do some light 
dumbbell bench and maybe some of some lighter tricep work, right? Uh, maybe a few sets of what your accessory should be, just a few sets, mm-hmm. not close to failure, nothing that's going to tire you out, but something that can drive a lot of blood to those specific muscle groups that are going to be worked during your bench press, but also prime your joints to get you ready for your bench press workout. Mm-hmm. And then go to your bench. But by the time you get to your bench, you're probably going to feel really, really good before you, and really warm uh, as you're working up to that top set of whatever you're going to do. So I think that's a really, really mm-hmm. good middle ground. And I also do agree with you that pa- people that are within the sport tend to underestimate the importance and underestimate the amount of development that they can get from their accessory exercises, especially when it does come to gaining muscle in smaller areas that typically aren't hit when you're doing the big lifts, mm-hmm. like your rear delts or different parts of your chest if you're doing a, maybe an incline or whatever, <laughs> or you know different parts of your legs when you're doing uh, extensions or maybe if you have a, a GHR or whatever. Um, those, when they come at the end, you... You, people tend to kind of sandbag that shit <laughs> yeah. because it, it's not a big part of they see, what you're going to do on the platform. They see abs on the list and they just go home. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> like, Who needs that shit? I'm out of here. Right? What's a couple fucking sit-ups going to really right. do for me? That's not going to help. Our project fam, this episode is brought to you by Vivo Barefoot Shoes. We've been wearing these shoes for almost a year now. They're flexible. They have a wide toe box. They allow your feet to get connected to the ground and they will make your feet stronger and they don't look like shit. Like a lot of these other barefoot shoes. Andrew, how can they get them? You guys got to head over to vivobarefoot.com and at checkout, enter promo code POWERPROJECT to save 20% off your entire order. Links to them down in the description as well as the podcast show notes. Let's get back to this video. What about, um, you know, we're just talking about powerlifting. So uh, look, um, from the outside in, they see uh, powerlifting motivation. Here's Mark Bell squatting over a thousand pounds and, you know, a bunch of other people going nuts. Um, how, how do people keep it safe? You know, how do people stay injury free when it comes to doing your maximum lift on a squat bench or dead? Again, you know, when I'm talking about like uh, doing some of the power lifts, I'm talking about doing the movements, doing the exercises and not necessarily maxing out. Um, I am a huge fan of like singles and doubles and triples, and I actually think it would provide a ton of value uh, for a lot of people. Um, if I'm thinking about somebody coming in there, they just want to make the most progress, the fastest possible way. Uh, if that person, if I, if I'm kind of blind to how old they are, I'm thinking like some versions of bench squat and deadlifts would be great because of kind of the metabolic cost of those exercises and the fact that you overload. Uh, but if somebody's coming in and they're 70 years old, now I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> we just okay, maybe we got to switch up the strategy a little mm-hmm. bit. Maybe we should drag the sled. Maybe we should do some farmer's carries. Uh, maybe partial range of motion deadlifts because now we can work the grip. We can work the lower back and we can kind of uh, fake it almost, fake mm-hmm. some of those movements. But the power lifts are, are, are really, they're really critical and they're really crucial. However, I don't think that people need to worry too much about like trying to go real heavy on them. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to do the movement uh, but as they say in CrossFit, you want to be able to do the movements unbroken. And then like, what does that look like? It's hard to know what that even looks like. But you, there's a lot of videos that you can watch online of people doing proper deadlifts, proper squats, proper bench pressing. Uh, and a good rule of thumb is that your uh, last rep of your last set should look like the first rep of your first set. So again, if you're doing a five by five or three sets of three or something like that, 
your last rep on your last set shouldn't be this crazy grinder where you're like looking at the floor mm-hmm. uh, when you're doing your squats. Mm-hmm. It should be <laughs> the, the first. They should all be clean. And if they're not clean, you got to go back and kind of clean them up and you want them to be. It's going to be really hard to get hurt. It's really hard to get hurt when your form and technique is, is locked in properly. Hey, Andrew. It makes it more mm-hmm. difficult. Yeah. Can you go to YouTube and look up 2% rule, Ben Patrick? Um, now, I was, I was texting Ben. We're, he was going back and forth with me about something that he's doing. And by the way, guys, he's been getting fucking muscle. Mm-hmm. Ben's been getting like mm-hmm. yacked. Uh, when, he, when I saw this video uh, of him uh, talking, look at his – like we can just see this shit from the thumbnail. Um, look at his fucking shoulders. Ben is getting bigger. Uh, but <laughs> I think people should just go check out that video when you have the time. But his his how he looks at progression. I know this powerlifting you can't necessarily always do just two percent. But the way that he's progressing himself is he's just doing two percent more each session. And two percent many times is a very small amount of weight, and it's a very doable thing. Mm-hmm. But a few things that it does is it allows an individual to work with a little bit more weight, but it also allows them not to work with so much weight that they won't be able to achieve it. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're always getting a small amount of progressive overload, but you're never progressing so much that it becomes Becomes unsafe and you work with weights you shouldn't be working with, then risk injury. Because what happens when most people are focusing on the power lifts and gaining strength, right, that weight on the bar, is that they end up putting too much weight on the bar, weight that they're not actually ready to work with because they believe they can. They grind it out and pop, 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 something happens here yeah. or there mm-hmm. and then they're out of the game for a little bit. But, you know, if you can watch that video that he put because I think it was really well done and maybe take some of that concept of some of the 2% rule uh, for your progress. It takes a long time to get to an X weight but the thing is is you're going to get there safely and you're going to be having consistent progression as you get there. Now to kind of take this out of the realm of powerlifting and into more general lifting. The way that I look at my lifts nowadays and the way that I look at my my what I do in the weight room is number one, I'm more focused on movement stuff. I still lift, don't get me wrong, more focused on movement stuff. But when I do lift, I really don't think I'm going to be ever doing singles. Like uh, singles mm-hmm. maybe, but these singles are going to be at like 80%, 90%. I don't see a reason or the necessity of doing a 100% 1RM because the cost – or, or, yeah, the risk far outweighs the benefit that I'm getting. I might be able to do it successfully, but if I don't, I'm out for a little bit. So I can still work with heavy weight um, and get the stimulus. Instead of focusing on the weight, I'm more so focused on the stimulus of what I feel, how it feels for me. Are my muscles getting stimulated well? Is it relatively heavy for me? But with those two things happening, am I able to do this safely? If I can do that, I don't necessarily care that much about, oh, this is a 600-pound, 500-pound deadlift. What I care about is what is the stimulus I'm getting? Is my, my muscles feeling this? Is this Because re- it is beneficial to work with heavy load. Um, but again, heavy not in the context of social media, but heavy in the context of what my body feels. And if I'm getting that stimulus, I know that I'm heading in the right direction. I'm getting the stimulus my body needs to potentially gain muscle, uh, maintain muscle, my bone density benefits, all of that. But you know, because of social... A lot of people will work with certain weights or lift certain things um, that maybe they shouldn't be. And it kind of puts them at more of a uh, – it, 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 it's more dangerous for them rather than being beneficial in the long run, 
if more athletes can focus on that, focus on slower progression rather than just the weight on the bar, they'd probably get away with less injuries or no injuries in their athletic careers. There's a, there's a lot of really good points right there. <clears throat> um, there's so many things that dictate like the weight on the bar. The exercise is a huge one. Um, the ex- even the very exercise that you select determines the load almost automatically. Mm. Um, once the exercise is selected and once the load is kind of almost like determined, I guess you'd say, uh, then the reps start to fall into place. So the weights dictate the reps and the reps dictate the weight. So if you told me, Mark, you know, a great here's a great chest workout I did the other day. You give this a shot. You said, I want you to go and do uh, four sets of eight uh, incline dumbbell bench press. Uh, after that, you're going to do cable flies. And after that, you're going to do dips. Mm-hmm. Right away in my head, four sets of eight. He, okay, he wants me to challenge myself. He wants me to go with weights that are pretty heavy. When I get and if you and also the rest interval in between the set would matter a lot too. Yeah. If you said I only want you to rest for thirty seconds, well now you just changed the weight on me. Yes. Because uh, maybe maybe when you said four sets of eight, I'm thinking that would be a really good challenge for me to handle like ninety to hundred pounds. Yeah. But then you said thirty seconds rest, and I'm like, I better go down to like the sixties or the seventies because that's going to be fucking challenging, right? It changes the training effect too. It changes everything. Uh, I'm also going to be more fatigued when I go into the cable crossovers because I didn't get as much rest and I'm going to have more of a pump. Yeah. Uh, but cable crossovers, what's the rep range for cable crossovers? Automatically, my brain's going to 12 to 15. And why is my brain going to that 12 to 15 range? Maybe even higher. Maybe if it's like a triple drop set where I do like 30 reps. Well, why, why does that happen? Well, it's because it's kind of odd to get into like a cable crossover position in the first place. And with my shoulders the way they are and like I don't want to put like 100 pounds on a cable crossover because it will feel like it's kind of ripping my shit apart. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with a modest weight and I'm going to go with lighter weight. I'm going to do 12 to 15 reps. Maybe I'll do a drop set or maybe I'll have short rest interval in between. By the time I go to the dips, now it's a body weight exercise. And you might have even said – you might even give me a rep range, but I might bypass the rep range and just say – let me just see how it feels on my own. He said four sets of 20. Fuck, man, I'm actually really up against it right now. I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time. My arms are shaking. Yeah. Let me stick with like four sets of 12. Mm-hmm. You know, so the, the, the exercises that we select are big determining factors in the weights that we use, the rep ranges. When I talk about people utilizing like singles and doubles and triples, I think it's immensely valuable for people. But I'm not talking about them going to the edge. I'm not talking about them like risking their fucking life, you know, for these singles. <laughs> yeah. That's powerlifting. Uh-huh. And that's the power that's the sport of powerlifting. And that is very specific. And I think I think that that can have value. Um, but if somebody uh, you know, was to tell me that, hey, you know, you get to you get to uh train uh uh, Steph Curry for a little while, you know, and he he came in like I'm not gonna have him do <laughs> heavy singles. Would I have him do some singles of deadlifts and some triples of deadlifts? Sure, that that would actually be like one of the first places I would start. Uh, but it would be with weights that are moving really really well and yes. weights weights that were really light. Something else I find really interesting is Greg Glassman, the creator of CrossFit. He was saying. He doesn't understand why people chose to use in circuit training. This is how he came up with CrossFit. He didn't understand why people uh, utilize such garbage exercises in circuit training. Okay. 
Hmm. It's like, why wouldn't you pick harder exercises? What do you mean? Like, get, what, are, what was his uh, idea of some garbage exercises? I'm garbage just... exercises would just be like, uh, I don't know, you do, um, let's, let's say you do like a dumbbell bench press and you do some like step ups and then after that you uh, do like a lat pull down. Okay. That, those aren't garbage exercises necessarily, uh, but they're not really hard exercises. Yeah, yeah, Step yeah. up might be a little challenging depending on how high <laughs> and if you're using weight and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. So he was like, what happens if there's like a clean in there? What <laughs> happens if you go all out on a fucking bike? And what happens if you, uh, in between that, are doing a fucking rope climb mm. or toes to bar or something like that? It's like, we just changed the whole goddamn thing. Who knows what this system looks like? Who knows what this program looks like? So interesting, but I mean, you know, people can get hurt when you're doing things like that, CrossFit style, because now you got time domains and people are in a real rush. So whenever we start to put, whenever we start to jack up the intensity of what it is we're doing, or we try to go fast, intensity being the weight on the bar, or we try to go fast, that's when your, you know, your original question, Andrew, about like worrying about, you know, getting hurt. Mm. And Seema pointed out the 2% stuff, like very small percentage jumps, maybe week one, maybe use 50% of where you think you should be. Like, go really light, <laughs> you know? Like, if if you're like, well, I think last time I squatted, I used, like, 225. Yeah. If, you're, if you go to the gym and you're like, should I use 135 for this or 95? The answer is 95. <laughs> Every time. Mm-hmm. Should I use 135 or 185? Use 135. Mm-hmm. Should I use 225 or should I use, uh, two, or should I use 275 or 245? Use 245. <laughs> Every time, always go with that lower weight. Do that shit first. Make sure shit's comfortable. Make sure your body, you, every day is new. Mm-hmm. Every day is a new day. Your body's going to feel different every day. Yeah. Always choose the lighter weight. And then, you know, when you're talking about the lifting heavier loads, I think that as you, whatever stage you're in as a lifter, when you're newer, you're not going to be as comfortable or as confident moving heavy loads for yourself. That's why it's good to build the confidence of working with lighter loads over time and building up that intensity over time. Uh, because when you when you are more advanced and you are doing triples, doubles, singles, number one, you have the skill. But number two, you're more confident. Like when you approach the bar that has 405 or 500 pounds or whatever – you know that this is going to fucking move. There's no guessing games in your head of like, can I do this? Am I going to be able to? Especially when you have that guessing game in your head of, I don't know if I should do this. <laughs> That's like, don't, just, don't do it. <laughs> like do something a little lighter. Because oddly enough, if, you're, if your goal is deadlifting 500 pounds, right? And the best deadlift you've done so far was like 405 for 10. Don't go aim for 500, not even for a while. Go for 420. Go for 430. See how many reps you can do. See if you can do three reps or four reps at 435. Can you do three reps at 450? Do you feel confident doing that? Because that will actually give you a gauge of how close you are to being able to actually deadlift 500 pounds. And by the time you've deadlifted 485 for an easy triple, but you've never done uh, deadlifted 500 pounds before, we know for a goddamn fact you're going to be able to deadlift 500 pounds, and you never had to touch that weight, risking your <laughs> risking your body to get there. If you do it correctly, you should end up with two PRs in a day. Mm. Like you should have waited so long that uh, you do 500 and everyone's like, that was fast. Wow, that was (laughs) fucking dope, man. You want to go to 510, 515? You know, when I deadlifted 755, 
up until that point, my best deadlift was 700 pounds. I never deadlift. Actually, my best deadlift was 715, but it was difficult. It was that day what we did it in jeans in the old gym. That was my highest deadlift up until that point. And heading for that competition, my highest deadlift in training was 685 for a triple, an easy triple. But the amount of volume I've been building up over time, I never did anything in training that was rarely risky. But when I deadlift 755, when that came off the ground, it was fucking fast. Like I, I had more in the tank, but I wasn't I, in, in, in prep. I didn't mm-hmm. do anything close to it. That's safe training. That's really safe training. And the squats that you did, from what I remember, were really good too. Yeah, the, the squats I had like maybe – 30 or 40 more pounds that I could have done. The, the, the what a f- great thing to walk away mm-hmm. with, right? Like yeah. it kind of a little frustrating. You're like, oh man, I could have had a bigger total. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like you're still alive. Your back is still good. Your body's still good. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be able to train. You're going to be able to go right back to the gym on Monday and, and train. You, and you like did nothing it, ever happened. Did it beltless with just like the lighter knee sleeves, not even like the, the thicker Hefty. strong sleeves? I think I had the strong sleeves on. I don't think so. No. I just remember they were pink. I think they were sports sleeves. Oh, maybe they were sports sleeves. Well, I always like training in them those sleeves because they were a bit more just comfortable for my knees. Yeah, you know. But um, but <laughs> I just that's, remember beltless though. Yeah, but that, but that's that's the Russian mentality to training. Um, Russians don't leave it all on the platform. You, when you see their first, second, and third attempts, like everything looks mm-hmm. pretty easy for them. They have more, but the reason why they do that is because they understand that oh, we'll get there. Like, let's keep the training safe because if I have an injury, I could be out of training for months. Mm -hmm. And once you have to get back into training, trying to regain that strength, uh, you already lost some strength because you haven't been able to train. So how about we just train safely, keep the loads fairly conservative, but still enough to push ourselves in terms of gaining strength or gaining size if you're a bodybuilder, Um, just so that we can do this for a long time. Because the big thing to understand is strength doesn't happen immediately. Strength takes time. And you want to be able to be in the game for a long time. So be smart with your load choices mm-hmm. in training and be smart with what you do. Yeah, I wish I could go back and because like the way I train these days, I do not care about numbers. I just I don't care. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I'd be like, oh, let me see if I could add a, even just a five. And it's like, oh, I got hurt again. Uh, so I wish I could go back because now I just train for the stimulus. Like, am I feeling tired? Am I sore? Like, yeah, that feels really good. But in regards to like what you were saying in SEMA, um, Mark says it all the time, like we, we practice, you know, shooting free throws. We practice every other sport, but we don't practice lifting, right? We just mm. like, oh, I can bench press and I'm going to go for a PR. It's like, yeah. well, how about we practice and let's get the feeling down, right? Like, mm. come on now. <laughs> yeah, no, it takes a lot of practice. I mean, powerlifting in general, it takes a lot of practice and you're trying to, whether you're trying to build muscle or you're trying to get stronger, you're trying to send a very specific message to your body. Yeah. Did you do enough work for the day? Was there some sort of variable in there that there's so many different ways you could do it? Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't. You don't. You do not have to lift heavy. Um. There's going to have to be an intensity there somewhere, though. There's going to yes. have to be something there that challenges your body, that encourages your body to either lay down some more muscle mass, um, or to get stronger. But there's so many different ways that you can do all that. So uh, even just having shorter rest periods, you can probably use like, uh, fuck, I don't know, 50%, maybe even 30% of the weight, like 30% of some of the weights you're used to. If you're doing them in a circuit, 
and you're and you're now you're challenged by trying to breathe in between the sets. It just cha- it changes everything. If you give that a shot, you'll see how. Um, I was doing. I did some uh, sprint work on the bike the other day. In between the sprint work on the bike, I did some slant board squats holding a kettlebell. Jesus, <laughs> dude, it was it was like really challenging. Just the yellow kettlebell. What does that weigh? Thirty pounds or something mm-hmm, like that? Mm-hmm. Wasn't heavy. Um, and I was like, I'm going to do you know set of ten squats every time I get off the bike. The sprints were done for 15 seconds. They weren't even like all full out, but yeah. they were like at like an eight out of ten. And uh, I did 10 reps on the first set. The second set, I did eight reps. And the third set, I did six reps. And I was like, (laughs) oh, my God. (laughs) And I think I did about five sets of it. Um, I was able to keep the six reps in there. But, yeah, no, it. it, I mean, shit, it worked really good. So there's so many different ways to kind of get that stimulus. There's a lot. And especially, uh, you know, outside of the context or even in the context of powerlifting, this can go for both. What you're talking about right there, that's a great way for an athlete to build different levels of conditioning with some load. Right. You go on the bike, you do a sprint for 15 seconds. You get off the bike, you give yourself maybe maybe every time you get off the bike, you give yourself about 60 seconds before you hit up those 10 sets, uh, 10 reps of snapboard squats. Then you immediately go, you do your sprints again. Give yourself six sets. You can do that for ten sets. the The amount of like capacity you get as far as your fitness level goes up. It's beneficial for you because you're working with weights. You don't have to go out and run, but you get that stimulus of potential increased heart health, increased aerobic capacity. That's going to be healthy for you to do, and it's not having to go out and run like we talk about and doing that. But these are ways that you can work with weights, and it still helps you work towards your goals. Um, there's so many ways to design programs, but it's just well, the reason why I'm saying this is because I it can get some of you guys, you know, if you're on like an upper lower push pull split or whatever, it can get you outside of the strict idea of this is my training split and this is what I do. Mm-hmm. As in like, you know, I, I do my uh, low push pull, low push pull, and then next week's the same thing, LPP, LPP, right? But you could sprinkle in two, you know, two 10 minute sessions or actually even three or four 10 minute sessions of conditioning afterwards gains bro and if not nah, <laughs> like, but, but you're getting that benefit it's like some some i think that the benefit of becoming slightly better conditioned no matter if you're bulking or trying to gain strength or whatever i feel like that far outweighs um the potential cost in your muscle gain or in the rate of strength gain because you're still going to gain that muscle you're still going to gain that rate of strength it might take a little longer, but the conditioning benefits are just healthier for you. And it's not, it's not making, it's not, you're not having to sacrifice any of your training for it. So, you know, even though initially, because you've never done it before, uh, you might feel really fatigued and it might hit you a bit after a few weeks, you're going to be fine with it. And it's going to be just part of what you do. You know, I think it's really funny because a few years ago, people have been really railing on CrossFit, talk about how all, there are aspects of it where you're doing these things, you're moving really heavy weights at the top levels. Okay. But the, the concepts behind the way they train, it's actually really healthy. If really healthy mm-hmm. for the person who, who just wants to be in good shape in a word in a holistic sense <laughs> you know because crossfitters are muscular they have good mm-hmm. conditioning they can run they can swim they, they have all these capacities yeah. and that's extremely impressive and capacity is what it ends up being all about so if we go back to some of what Insema was saying uh these aren't real maxes you know when you're trying to go heavy and but you're trying to keep things safe again we're kind of not necessarily talking about the competitive power lifter 
things get a little different when you're a competitive powerlifter. Yeah. But even still, you got to remember uh, the greatest of all time, Ed Cohn. When I asked him about like how many times he missed a, missed a weight in training, he said never. Mm-hmm. You know, old guys you got a tendency to stretch the truth a little bit, what? so we don't. Uh, no way. We don't. We don't. <clears throat> we don't really know. But uh, the point is, is like I, I've been around powerlifting for a long time, and the best lifters, it was really rare for them to miss a lift. Yeah, really, really rare. I, in Stan Efferding's time at Super Training, which wasn't a lot, but he was. Uh, he was here for months on end, um, two different times, and uh, over the course of maybe like a three-year time span, and I saw him miss. I saw him miss one. I saw him miss one lift. I'm just trying to make sure that's 100 percent accurate. Yeah, <laughs> saw him miss one lift. He missed a 600-pound bench in training, and he smashed it on the platform. Mm. Uh, but that was it. I never saw him miss anything else. Yeah, it, like we just when. We were choosing weights for him, like in training. We just never. Uh, we were, obviously were picking shit that was heavy. Mm-hmm. He was moving around heavy, heavy weights. Um, but it was uh, it was all stuff that was challenging. That was going to give his body a good message. But it also, you don't want your body to get like if you go super heavy, and you can have like kind of an over stimulus, and you can also end up with. Uh, not executing the lift properly. Yes. And you don't want to teach your body bad habits. Uh, I've seen a lot of guys do this. I passed up a lot of guys who were doing this. They just kept their same old form over and over and over again. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm like, I'm going to get this guy. Mm-hmm. This guy doesn't know it, but I'm going to fucking catch him. Cause I'm still working on this shit. And he's 80 pounds, hundred pounds ahead of me on this lift and that lift. But I'm creeping. <laughs> I'm creeping, and he doesn't even know it. Creeping on a come up, guys. Right. So you um, got to keep well, your form locked in. Well, I'm What's sorry. wrong? Uh, do you have to go? I got to tell you guys. You, you uh, got to poop? No, 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 no. For the audience, there's this shirt that we had made, and I think I just got a video of like it finalized mm-hmm. on a tee. Mm. It looks. It's the microdose shirt. It, it's the shirt you wore that other day, but mm-hmm. it looks fire. Awesome. Oh, God. I, I can't wait for you guys to see this. I think you guys are going to really like it. Audience, I think you guys are going to really like it because I, I think it's sick. Um, but going back to what Stu McGill. Email it to Andrew. Oh, he yeah, yeah. Pop it up. You uh, now, I, well, as you do that, like in regards to like missing stuff, it's it's almost like um, it's. I, I know there's calculators, but like it is mathematical, right? Like, oh yeah. If you guys like, can you break some of that down for people that don't know? Because myself in the gym, like I've I've missed way too many lifts, but like I remember, um, I had it was a slingshot bench, but I, I smoked two ninety five, and then three hundred was on the bar. And had I just been able to like calculate some of these things, I would have hit that too. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I pulled it, I'm like, oh shit, this is three hundred pounds, and I totally collapsed. Right, like I just fucking <laughs> fell apart. But, like, if I had looked at it maybe, like, more mathematically, I probably would have got it. But, like, yeah, so, like, what I'm asking is, like, can you – I want to bench press 500 pounds. So if I – oh, my camera just died. So if, <laughs> so if I put 315 on the bar and I can bench that X amount of reps, I'll probably get there eventually. Like, how easy is it to figure that shit out? There are percentages, you know, you can you can go off of. But I, I, I personally have kind of always liked – uh, to, I, I've liked for athletes to learn it themselves on what their kind of perce- perceived exertion is or their perceived effort in some way, mm-hmm. um, and also just kind of just scale of one to ten, like how hard was that, you know? And is your next lift is it something that you're 
pretty positive you're going to be able to do if you had to could you maybe sneak it out for two reps if it starts to get a little iffy um the, the problem with things getting iffy there's not a problem with missing weights uh, the problem is you lead yourself uh, – you leave yourself very open to injury. You leave yourself very open to getting hurt if you miss lifts. So I don't really love to see people miss lifts. And so I uh, I would rather see somebody – I would start somebody out with a particular weight and I would you know, I would kind of look at it and, and say, hey, like what would you think of that lift? And they would say, yeah, that was like probably like a six or a seven. It's like, good. Well, let's just – we're going to add weight, but we're only going to add a little bit of weight. We're not going to add a lot of bit of weight. Mm-hmm. We're going to add like a five to each side or a 10 to each side. The newer that you are, the lighter the weight that you have to choose to add to the bar because if somebody's squatting 600 pounds and they go to 620 pounds, it's quite easy for them to do a 20-pound jump. Yes. But if you have 300 pounds on the bar and then you go to 320 pounds, that's, that represents a much larger percentage. And so you got to be even more careful the newer that you are to these things. But – there's, I just don't think there should be really any doubt whether you're going to make the lift or not. I agree with you. I think in that mindset is really is really important to understand. Like if you're about to touch a weight and you've never touched anything close to it and you're really skittish about it, um, that's probably a sign that you shouldn't touch it. But there are there are equations mm-hmm. um, that can give you a pretty good understanding uh, within a two to five rep max. Um, uh, and if like you know, if you do a one rep max, uh, or if you're not a one rep max, but let's say you deadlift 500, in your mind, if you know like, oh, I could have done, t- I could have done two more reps, so you could have done 500 for three, that means that maybe you could have done like maybe 530 for mm-hmm. a single, 530 or 544 single. But it, it, things get iffy when you, for most people, when you go above, uh, above five reps or above a five rep max, because when you start to do something for six or something for ten. Um, that is not reflective now of your one rep max strength. That is reflective around your ability to uh, recover and do rep after rep after rep. This is why bodybuilders, like we were just talking mm-hmm. about, Tom Platts did 525 for 23. But the one rep max strength of Tom Platts, like I think 525 for 23, if you put that into one of those calculators, it would be like, oh, your, your squat max is 680. But I think Tom Platts's best was somewhere into like six or very low sixes because he had really good ability to rep things out Mm -hmm. as bodybuilders Mm -hmm. do because bodybuilders Mm -hmm. typically do very high rep stuff, including Stan efforting, Mm -hmm. but their ability to exude single rep max strength uh, is not shown with reps. That's why uh, a safe two to five rep max. And there are calculators out there where you could type in, you know, and figure Mm -hmm. out what your one rep max is. That will give you a pretty good understanding of where your one rep max strength is. But once you get over that five rep max, you're getting into iffy territory with the data that you're going to get back. Yeah, the reps maybe can be looked at. It's not as easy as this as uh, relying more on the muscular system. And yes. the yes. single reps and doubles and triples and powerlifting stuff could be looked at as more of the firing of the central nervous system. Okay. Carol drive. Yeah, oh. I just I wanted to ask because, you know, you had thrown out some percentages like saying like I'm never going to maybe go over 80%. Yeah. But it's like it's – for some people, it is difficult because, like, I'm like, fuck, I don't like. I currently don't know what my max is. Um, when I was following uh, Jesse Burdick's program, it would call for like 60 percent of your one rep max of this or that plus change. Like, it was like very convoluted. But then, as like I look at like when I you know calculated, I always ask somebody to do it for me because I couldn't figure the shit out myself. But when I would, I'd be like, huh, 
all right, I'm going to do like a set of three of like 95 pounds or whatever. Like it was like very, very little. And I was like, this is too easy. So I always had to like push it up. But then when it came to the big, you know, like, okay, we're going to actually do like a, a double, I'd always fail. So like it was really hard for me to figure things out because percentage wise, the light stuff was too light and then the heavy stuff was too heavy. And this is why um, when, when a, now let's talk context of powerlifting sport and a new powerlifter. It is a good idea to figure out your three to five rep max with one to two reps left in the tank. Meaning, for example, on a squat, let's say that you're figuring out your max and you slowly work up yourself up to a weight of 275. And then you do 275 for three or three reps. Mm-hmm. And you could have done one more, but you stopped at 275 for three. Could have done one more. You know you had one rep left in the tank. That would put your max at around 305 to 315, right? And then everything in your training block can now be set off of the percentages of your proposed one rep max of Mm -hmm. 305 to 315 pounds. So 80% of 315, 70% of 315. But you don't have to touch 315 to set everything up because you have a percentage of that projected one rep max based off of your three to four to five rep max, that's that's how you can get mm-hmm. these things set up. But if a lifter never does that, then they don't really know. They they have to then, if they don't know how to do that, then they have to then actually go try to touch 315 and, mm-hmm. and test these weights, which is not a safe thing. That's why three to five rep max are a safe way to figure that out. Jim Wendler wrote the book uh, 531, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of great information in there. And he's, yeah. he's very like uh, meticulous about being cautious. He wants people to be really cautious he's kind of almost like, so what if it's too light? He wants you to like start out light and, and and go on that side of things more often. And then so what you leave the gym and you're like, man, that first exercise, like that kind of sucked. I could have used, I could have used more weight, but I kind of ran out of time and I needed to get to my other movements. That's actually a great day. That's a victory. Mm-hmm. Just repeat, put that workout on repeat. And next time you go in, uh, just use a little bit more weight. Mm-hmm. Check this out. Woo. <clears throat> Coming right off the presses. Yeah, it's like in like super fast forward. What the fuck? Hmm? Hold on. I can't see the play button because I'm all pressing. You're uh, close to it, Andrew. To the right, to the right. That's the third. Okay, play. Okay, well, bam. Here we go. Hey. Wow. Micro Look at that. Wow, that looks fancy. Mm-hmm. That looks cool on the black. That looks great. That looks yeah. so good. We got Corey Schlesinger as the Phoenix Sun. Mm. <laughs> you guys remember when we talked about microdosing workouts? This is the thing. This is going to be our first, our, our second shirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, looks so dope. good. That looks fucking dope. <laughs> mm. What are you thinking? It looks amazing. Yeah. yeah. I was just thinking, yeah, we we're talking about microdosing uh, fitness and Fuck, I just got a microdose. Oh, well, there we go. Microdose it all, you know? Microdose yes. everything. Microdose uh, stretching. Microdose uh, just like moving around certain joints, mm-hmm. you know, the bend, like uh, just when I've been like on walks and runs and stuff periodically, it sucks, you know, if I'm running and I'm, and I'm trying to time something, so I won't do this, but um, sometimes when I'm running, I'll just stop and I'll just do some hip hinging, just bend down, reach towards my, reach towards my toes. Uh, I might take a moment and stretch yeah. and move around a little bit. I think that a lot of runners, they they won't stop. They they don't want to stop. Mm. But when you're walking or you're running for excessive periods of time or even standing like we are here, if you just think, like, what's the opposite of, the, of what I'm doing currently? And uh, I've just been kind of thinking about that more and more and then kind of microdosing uh, 
some stretches and a bunch of other things. And I saw you uh, standing on your head yesterday in the gym. <laughs> Messing around with some different things for your wrists and all that kind of stuff. It's just kind of neat. Yeah. No, I've been doing a lot of uh, regressions of certain calisthenics movements because, you know, for a while I've been saying I'm going to be able to do handstand walks. I want to be able to do handstand push-ups, a lot of wild calisthenic stuff. But I wasn't doing it as frequently as I needed to to make the progress I needed to have as one of my weak points was the amount of strength that my wrists have. So I've been looking up a lot of stuff from this guy, Roy Gold, which we talked about on the podcast before. I've been looking a lot about Edo Portal's work um, and just digging in on looking for what are the most basic things that I can start progressing to help with all these movements. And one of those is that 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 pose. I don't know exactly what it's called. It's not called a frog, but it's something like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark posted it. But as I was doing that, I was actually able to achieve it within that training session. But you know, when you're in a handstand, you need to be able to uh, rock the weight because your body is going to be shifting back and forth. And you're going to be feeling that in your hands, and your fingers, mm-hmm. and your wrists. So what this pose was allowing me to do was it was allowing me to put the pressure that I needed to put into my wrists while also, because this isn't, it's not in this video, but my feet came off that platform behind me. And I was having to go back and forth on my hands like you would Mm. in a handstand. So this is like one of the most basic regressions to being able to get me into a walking handstand and having the strength I need in my arms to move out this fucking cow ass that I have. (laughs) (laughs) My legs outweigh my upper body, man. That's been one of my challenges. In in high school, I wanted to be a, I wanted to try break dancing. Like I wanted to be able to do air Mm. flares and shit. Mm -hmm. And all the, all the... (laughs) In breakdancing club, it was a bunch of Asian kids. And all these Asian kids, they were fucking doing flares and shit. And I was over here with my big ass like, I can't do this. <laughs> like I, just have like, to, I can only pivot off my ass. Why can't my ass be smaller? Just right? do back spins all day off your ass. So, uh, yeah, man. Um, it's really fun. You guys should look up Roy Gold. Look up Ido Portal. Um, it's a lot of fun stuff. But these regressions are paying dividends because my wrists are recovering much faster than they used to. I grabbed a hold of our boy Melvin yesterday. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. So he was in the gym. He got a workout in, and then we gave him, we, we dumped a bunch of work on him yesterday. <laughs> and then so he was in here working. And then when I was leaving, uh, or when I was about to leave the gym, um, he was just getting in. He was just trying to, like, warm up. Uh-huh. And I was like, I, I know he's going to have some shit workout. <laughs> if, I, if I just leave, he's going to probably have some, I, you know, he probably would have motivated himself to do something cool. But... I was just thinking, like, I don't want him to have a shit workout. So I'm like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> He's like, not much, just trying to get warmed up. I was like, follow me. <clears throat> I had him dragged a sled back and forth with me. I had, like, seven plates on there. Oh, Jesus. Like, man. I went, he went. We just oh, kept going back nice. and forth, back and forth with, like, very little rest and... And then, uh, th- then I see him a few minutes later, and he's on, he's now on the bike, and he's doing some like stuff on the bike, and I was like, oh, no. I got something oh, no, for no. this. <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of looked at me, and he was like, <laughs> and I was like, go for a minute, go at a level of like six, and then go for another minute, go at a level seven, and then go for another minute, and go at a level eight. I was like, it's really hard. It's only three minutes. Ooh. But I was like, so I think he gave it a shout out. I'll talk to him next next time I see him. But then I saw him doing some of your uh, kettlebell stuff that you recommended mm-hmm. to him. Yeah, so yeah. he was, he still got after it even even after the beating. Yeah, Melvin's a savage man. One one thing I like, uh, this is an aside. One thing I like about again, this is the environment that we got here, uh, at just ST in general, is that everyone that ends up coming in here ends up 
doing fitness. Like it's not, it's not in that you tell them to. It's just that they end up being roped in somehow. <laughs> Owen, <laughs> Melvin, Ryan's been on his shit. Ryan used to own a gym, yeah. but even he, like he, when he came here initially, he got hella big and he did a powerlifting meet. Yeah. And then he 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 cut some body weight, and now he's just like super fit in different ways. It's just everyone ends up transforming, even if they're not trying to. It yeah. just happens, and it's so cool. I dig it. Mm-hmm. Andrew, take us on out of here, buddy. Alrighty, thank you everybody for checking out today's episode. Uh, please drop your uh, powerlifting questions, powerlifting exercise movements, all that stuff down in the comment section below, and uh, maybe we'll turn that into a future episode. And uh, please subscribe and like today's video if you guys haven't already. Uh, please follow the podcast at MB Power Project on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. My Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter is at I am Andrew Z and Seema. Where are you at? Let's see. The Discord is currently at. 1375 we're 25 away from 1400 join the community we got a lot of channels in there we have a uh, advice topic request accountability um, episode discussion just like the community there is really dope so if you guys want us to talk about something or invite certain guests obviously comment down below here in Mm -hmm. YouTube because we look at those (laughs) we definitely look at those Uh, (laughs) and uh, come to the discord and uh, leave you know leave requests there ask questions there because we'll get to those and we'll maybe get to them on an episode Mark Oh, um, yeah, Mark. I'm at Mark Smelly Bell. Strength is never weak. This week is never strength. Catch you guys later. Bye. Did you forget to tell people where you were at or what? They know where I'm at.